This is Nick Sakevich, Commissioner of the National Lacrosse League, and you're listening to Pro Lacrosse Talk. On Shriver. Snyder with scores! Now it's Frank Pinnell scores! Hands off for Rabel, switches hands and scores! Kylie O'Miller showing off those shifty skills. Right off the bat, there's Lyle Thompson! Welcome to Pro Lacrosse Talk, the voice of Pro Lacrosse. I'm Hutton, he's Adam, and together we're bringing you interviews with your favorite players and coaches, as well as news from all four professional lacrosse leagues. Welcome everyone to another episode of Pro Lacrosse Talk. This is episode 80. Uh, today we're going to be discussing the unfortunate news that the NLL has canceled the rest of its regular season games. Um, there's still a chance that they will play a postseason, but uh, we'll have some more details on that. We're going to have the NLL commissioner, Nick Sakevich, join us uh, a little bit later. He'll talk about what we could see out of a postseason format, um, how they're supporting the players during this time, as well as league employees as well. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about, too, what content they've been putting out to kind of engage with fans in the meantime. Uh, but we appreciate him joining. You'll hear from him a little bit later. We're also going to talk about the MLL delaying its season, as well as what these two leagues' uh, decisions mean for the PLL, which has not made a decision yet on whether they will um, continue with their planned start date or push the season back. But right now, it really seems like you know we will not get um, lacrosse, pro lacrosse as planned on May 30th. We'll wait and see, but uh, right now it's not looking too good. But with that, let's you know dive into this MLL news, Adam. The league announced that they are canceling the remainder of the regular season games. They only had three weeks left in the season. Um, they put out a statement that said, League officials are examining various postseason scenarios to return to play when all stakeholders and health officials deem that possible. The timing for the decision will be determined based on COVID-19 circumstances. Um, so really not much there. Luckily, we had the commissioner um, come and join us. Before we uh, throw it to him, kind of give me your initial reaction to this news. Yeah, it was something that, I just expected to happen at some point, whether it was the cancellation of just the regular season or the cancellation of the season in whole. Um, you see all, all the other major professional sports leagues um, either transitioning to something like this potentially or um, looking to cancel. Um, so it makes complete sense from a league perspective to, to hold out some hope. Um, hopefully we'll be able to have a playoff. So with only three weeks left, um, that makes the most sense uh, going forward. It's a shame. Uh, it's a tough situation, but everyone uh, in the world's dealing with it right now. And I think the league did the right thing about uh, canceling the rest of the regular season, but ultimately uh, kind of leaving that glimmer of hope uh, that we will have a playoff. You know, I agree. I think it's the, the right move. We hope that there will be postseason. It gets really tricky, though, because you know how you have venues like Toronto that they're not allowing any mass events till the end of June. So. Um, you know, it, it's going to be a tricky situation. We don't know if maybe they'll play at a, a neutral site. We'll get a little bit of details from our conversation with Nick Sakevich. Um, so with that, let's throw it to him and uh, we'll discuss their plans for this postseason format if they are able to play. We are joined by Nick Sakevich, Commissioner of the National Lacrosse League. He's joining us off the unfortunate announcement that the NLL has canceled the remainder of its regular season. First off, Nick, we want to just thank you for coming on, especially during these difficult times. Um, but to start, we just want to touch on a little bit, you know, you said in your statement that you guys are canceling the remainder of the regular season, which means the final three weeks uh, will not be played. Um, but you didn't rule out the possibility of returning to play this season uh, in the hopes of crowning a champion this year. So can you touch on a little bit of what's being discussed in terms of potential postseason formats? Yeah, we, we, we have a plan, um, and that plan is ready to be executed on depending on when we get the all-clear and I would say to you that uh, I'm not going to talk about specific details only mm -hmm. because everything's on the table. Mm -hmm. So we're exploring 
full-on competition in arenas with fans. We're looking at at neutral sites. Uh, we're looking at neutral sites with no fans. We're looking at um, every scenario. And I think with the situation as fluid as it is, we mm-hmm. have to be, be nimble and flexible. And, you know, our league can do that. We, we can be nimble and flexible and be able to pivot. So everything's on the table. We have a plan. We're looking at that. And we're cautiously optimistic. We're seeing some signs of uh, a light at the end of the tunnel here, and things are starting to get better in certain markets. So we're, uh, like I said, cautiously optimistic we'll be able to crown a champion this year. Yeah. Uh, now, now this decision has made, uh, along with uh, the Pro Lacrosse Players Association, and, and they gave full support on this. Obviously, player safety uh, is at the utmost importance right now. But another factor uh, is how this affects players financially. Can you speak uh, potentially uh, on what is being done to support the players at this time? Well, the players are uh, receiving their full pay through the regular season as they normally would. So. It, it, it has no effect. Uh, it has no effect on them. Obviously, those players that would play in a postseason tournament or a playoff format would would also earn income. Yeah, have you spoken directly to any of the players yet? And if so, what was their reaction uh, to this news? Yeah, I've spoke to some. Some have been great in reaching out. Our players have been tremendous, uh, staying engaged on social media through. Uh, numer- our numerous platforms, um, and and they've been terrific. We we speak constantly with the players association, and have been in lockstep. Uh, some teams have invited me onto team calls. I'm doing one tonight with the New England Blackwalls. I think that's a great practice. Mm-hmm. Teams, coaches, and GMs that are that are doing that uh, are really innovative thinkers and. You know, you got to double down on your communication during this time. You know, people are stuck at home and there's only so much bad news you can watch on the television. And people want to hear from whether it's the commissioner or, um, you know, a coach or a GM or, uh, you know, I spent two hours with the Calgary Roughnecks fans on Saturday night. We, uh, we had a watch party watching the final from last year with a bunch of fans and, and players. And we sat, we did a, we did a Zoom watch party um, with Calgary Roughnecks fans for two hours. It was a lot of fun. We had a great background for that Zoom meeting that, that was posted on on, on Instagram. Oh, uh, did you like it? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great that you're staying so involved with the teams. And, um, you know, how have the teams kind of been supporting their employees at this time? You know, it's probably, you know, very difficult with, um, you know, again, no oper- games being played and, um, you know, it's it's probably a really tough time for a lot of people. How's the league and the the teams kind of been supporting their own? Um, most of the teams, most of the teams have been great. Um, you know, our, our ownership depth is tremendous. We uh, we have a great group of owners from uh, you know A to Z, and um, most teams have kept intact. Some some teams have fur- furloughed staff and non essential staff. Um, but I think they're going to have to ramp up again here pretty quickly because we're eight months away from launching our 35th season. So mm-hmm. there's not a lot of time at the league office. Uh, senior staff has taken uh, salary cuts um, uh, up to 30% salary reduction. We've cut about 12% of our fiscal budget uh, between now and the end of June to, 
we're going back at it. You know, we're, we're starting to really develop plans for our 35th year, which is just eight months away. What I really think you guys have been doing a great job, you know, you mentioned the watch parties, is, you know, engaging with fans and, um, you know, your players during this time. You have some initiatives like bringing back a library of classic games for fans to watch, as well as, um, you know, your in-transition segment with Devin Caney. Talk about these initiatives a little bit and how you've been able to engage with fans during this hiatus. You know, this is this is my fifth global crisis in my 27-year sports career, and, and uh, everyone is different, but the one common theme in learning from the last, you know, 9-11 and 2008, 2009 financial crisis is that you really need, you, you can't stick your head in the sand. You, have, you mm-hmm. have to communicate with fans. You almost have to double down on your communication. So, Almost immediately when we made the announcement on March 12th, we, we huddled up our senior staff, our content team, Devin, our whole senior staff, and started to ideate uh, some thoughts on how we stay in touch. And we launched NLL True Classics, which is 24-hour, 24-7. You can watch NLL games, the best of games over the last three seasons. Um, as you said, we launched In Transition and In Transition Live, which is interviews with coaches and players and executive staffs at the team level. Brian Lemon, our VP of lacrosse, was on there the other day. I did my first interview this uh, this morning. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's in transition live. And we're also in the process of launching an an all talk, no action. Uh, uh, Some deeper insights into the business of the league and the business of the team. That's awesome. What's going on, what's going on during this time. So, it's all de- it's all designed to keep engaged with the fans, um, and you know it's been great that our relevance and our social metrics on social media and our communication with our fans has increased dramatically. We're up three times on Facebook. We're we're up uh, five times on Instagram versus uh, this time last year. So it's really great to see fans that care about the NLL. They want to be engaged and. The other thing, too, is many of our players are curating their own content and coaches curating Mm -hmm. their own content and putting it out there on social. And whether it's a at-home workout program or like our coach up in Halifax, Mike Kersey, has Mm -hmm. uh, has some dance dance videos with his daughters that's really fun to watch. And I think that's one of our most popular pieces of content. He's he's posting uh, dance videos with his daughters on uh, on Twitter and yeah. uh, social media, so it's really good stuff. Yeah, he's going to be TikTok famous uh, pretty soon. We really appreciated that, and I, I think Mike Pullen, yeah. Mike Pullen too. With uh, I don't think he's taking off his goalie gear either. <laughs> I think he's he's staying ready. Um, well, so awesome. it so is. Awesome. It really is. Well, uh, Commissioner, this has been awesome. Um, you know, unfortunately, it's on not some great terms, but uh, you know, we really appreciate your leadership during this time. Um, so best of luck staying safe during this pandemic, and we look forward to. Uh, watching the NLL when they do finally take the floor again. Well, well, we appreciate you guys, and thanks for having me on. And there's lots of content to consume during this downtime when everybody's at home. And I wish uh, wish you guys and all the fans thank you. Uh, thanks for supporting the NLL, and be safe and stay healthy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Today's show is being brought to you in part by Stitcher Premium. You can use Stitcher Premium to listen to shows ad-free such as Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murder, Wolverine the Lost Trail, or our favorite, The Fantasy Footballers. For only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year, you get access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, and comedy albums. Better yet, if you go over to stitcher.com premium and use the promo code lacrosse today, you can get one month free. So head on over to Stitcher, sign up, and get your free trial today. So you just heard our conversation with Commissioner Nick Sakevich. We appreciate him joining. Uh, we appreciate you know his leadership during this time. It's you know obviously a very difficult decision that need to be made, both him and Peter Schmitz, the PLPA president. Um, so we appreciate, you know, their leadership and, um, it's unfortunate that they had to cancel the rest of the regular season, but like we said, uh, we think it's the right move. Um, but yeah, it's starting to get really tricky, you know, with, I really don't know how long this pandemic is going to last and really no one knows. And so that's what's, um, why there's so much uncertainty and they do have another season to prepare for, you know, in the start of November. So you have to wonder, you know, how long they'll delay, um, how long they'll, you have to wonder how long they'll wait to kind of make a decision on whether they can have a postseason and crown a champion or kind of, you know, just um, end the season altogether and, and move on to, to 2021. And, you know, another league that already announced that they're changing their plans because of the COVID-19 pandemic is the MLL, who announced they have delayed their season. They, they do not have a new start date in mind, but they are working on some contingency plans. But they will not play on May 30th as originally planned. Um, so again, Adam, you know, where are we kind of at with this disease and will we get professional across this summer? At this point, you, you just can't hope. No one has an answer about when this is going to end, unfortunately. It is such a fluid situation uh, that I think both the NLL and MLL ha- have done the right thing. And uh, it's not canceling everything altogether, but delaying and saying that they'll reassess once the situation uh, deserves to be reassessed. So, I mean, it makes complete sense for the MLL to delay things. We talked to Sandy Brown when the decision was made to delay the season for Major League Lacrosse, and uh, everything that made complete sense when it came to um, expectations and when it came to um, basically just delaying, coming up with multiple contingency plans. Because um, at this point, that's all the leagues can do. That's all we can do um, from a standpoint of, being prepared to watch lacrosse and that's how the world is kind of just handling this you know take it day by day week by week um and to see how things develop and um work together to to make sure we're doing the right things to keep everyone safe no that's certainly all you can do um and we appreciate you know both the nll and mll making those decisions um another league that has not made a decision yet is the pll um they did release a video saying that they are weighing all options including starting on may 30th um, and playing the full season, delaying and still playing the full season, or um, playing an abridged version of the season. So we don't have really any more details on that, but we will, um, you know, kind of talk about what that means for them. Before we move on from the MLL, though, we do have a big signing. Um, I think one of the biggest signings the MLL has made in a long time is the signing of Callum Crawford. Uh, it was announced that he was picked up in the supplemental draft by the Bayhawks, and he officially signs uh, on Wednesday. I think that's a huge signing for the MLL. Um, you know, Callum last played in the MLL in 2017. He only played a single game with the Blaze, and prior to that he played uh, some stints with the Cannons and Outlaws in 2016. Um, again, he didn't. He hasn't played much 
pro field lacrosse. He recorded 14 points in just uh, five total games in 2016. So he definitely can, you know, produce when he is in, on the field. But um, you know, really just haven't hasn't played that much in the field game. Most of his success has come in the NLL, obviously. You know, he led the NLL in goals with 33 and points with 76 before they had to suspend play due to the COVID-19. So I think this is a big pickup for the Bayhawks and the MLL as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, he, he joins the likes of his current uh, New England Black Wolves teammates, uh, Colton Watkinson and Andrew Q uh, on this Bayhawks squad. So um, I'm curious if this is the start of something we talked uh, earlier in the offseason about a lot of NLL uh, players going um, potentially to the outdoor league. And, you know, we saw a, another uh, box guy in Sean Evans drafted by uh, the Connecticut Hammerheads franchise. So uh, this could be the start of seeing a lot more box guys head to the field game. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I think another point to note, this is the second time a player that originally declared for the PLL is now joining the MLL. The first being, you know, with Dylan Malloy, who last season was announced on the Redwoods. And then shortly before the beginning of the season, the league announced that they had mutually decided to release him of his contract because he couldn't make it work with the training camp schedule as well as some of the um, regular season games. So he ended up signing with the New York Lizards in the MLL and returning there. Um, and kind of a similar situation with Callum Crawford. Uh, he was announced on the Chromes roster last season. He didn't suit up once uh, for the Chrome. Um, and now he was able to sign with the Bayhawks. So it sounds like, you know, it was probably a similar situation where they released him of his contract. We were under the assumption that most of these guys were on two-year deals. We don't know. Maybe they have a, a clause in there that if they don't suit up for a year, they, they are released of their contract. Uh, we don't know those details, but it is interesting. He is the second player um, to declare to play in the PLL and now join the MLL. Um, and we'll probably see a lot more of those next season when these two-year deals are up. Um, but as of right now, those are the only guys that look like they're, you know, essentially not not really making the jump from the PLL to the MLL since, you know, neither of them played. But um, in a way, um, that is what ha has happened. So um, we're excited to see Callum play. Uh, but, you know, I mentioned the PLL and what they're kind of doing to tackle this situation. Um, a big question right now is the college draft. The MLL has already said that they're, uh, they don't have a plan for a college draft right now. They're kind of working on that. Um, they wanted to give the seniors some time to kind of reflect on their decision because, you know, the NCAA has extended uh, a fifth year of eligibility to schools to give to their players um, if they choose so. So that's kind of created a ripple effect where we don't really know other than a handful of guys who's going to actually go pro this summer if we do have a season. So the MLL has kind of postponed their draft. They haven't really announced any details on that, but the PLO is kind of moving uh, full steam ahead with their college draft on April 21st. Um, so right now, let's kind of just discuss where we're at with that. Um, you know, we have two guys that have become eligible for the draft. Uh, one, Grant Ament, has actually declared that he intends to play in the PLL. He was the first to kind of announce that. Obviously, he would have been returning for a sixth year uh, if he decided to go back to Penn State. He had already taken a, a redshirt fifth year. Um, so the decision for him was pretty easy. You guys can listen to that conversation on, on our YouTube. We, we did Instagram Live with him. Um, and then the other one is Michael Krause, who announced he will not take his fifth year of eligibility and return to UVA. So the assumption is he will also go pro. Um, he hasn't officially announced that his intentions to play pro, but he will be eligible for this draft come April 21st. Other than that, there's not many uh, players that we know officially are going to be eligible for this draft. We know Mac O'Keefe has announced he'll return to Penn State, 
So that takes him off the board. But Adam, what are your kind of thoughts for guys like Jeff Teat, Michael Sowers, and TD Ireland who play for Ivy League schools? Um, because the Ivy League announced that they will not allow players to play a fifth year. That's been their policy, you know, for a long time now. And really, the only way you can become uh, an NCAA student athlete for a fifth year is kind of do what you know uh, Rob Pinnell did and disenroll and then re-enroll uh, for the spring season. But that's very, very tricky with you know class schedules. I mean, you have to have the class that you need to graduate kind of has to be available for that. Uh, we could see some of these guys do that, but um, another option is for them to graduate from their Ivy League school and then you know transfer to another school for a grad program and, and play their extra year of eligibility there. But um, you know it gets tricky. What are your kind of thoughts on, on you know these three guys I mentioned in Teat Sowers and Ireland? It's a tough situation for those. Obviously, uh, they're in a good situation when it comes to getting a degree from an Ivy League school. Um, We've, we've already heard from uh, a guy like Michael Sauer say if if he is going to play college lacrosse again, it's going to be in a Princeton uniform. So um, I'm leaning to believe that he's most likely going to end up uh, in the PLL draft. Um, I, I think that the writing's on the wall when it comes to that. Unless they, they figure out some other loophole uh, in the system for him to be able to go back uh, to Princeton and um, he seems to be a guy of his word, and I expect him to not put on another uh, college jersey if it's not uh, the orange and black. So TD Ireland, uh, we'll, we'll see. I think similar statements have been said by him that if he's going to play, it's going to be for Yale um, as well. So it'll be interesting to see not only what, what the, these student athletes do going forward, but how the, the PLL really handles this. Uh, the draft's coming up pretty quickly, and uh, we still don't have – uh, a concrete uh, list of guys who could potentially be drafted. Are we going to see another situation like we did last year where the archers uh, have the first pick and take a guy like Pat Spencer and he doesn't play that first year? I, what league has ever had two first overall picks not play in their rookie season because of something like this? It'd be um, unprecedented, I think. Um, and But, you know, the league has to, just like we, we talked about with the NLL and MLL, they have to be kind of on their toes and malleable with, with the situation. And um, we already were expecting a handful of guys like Doc Saken and JT Giles Harris to potentially be drafted this year, but then go play college football in that fifth year. So um, there's a lot of moving pieces that uh, I don't think will be answered in the next couple of days or by the time potentially the draft happens. Yeah, no, I think the interesting thing you brought was Pat Spencer, you know, because it could be very well that situation. You know, obviously he was still uh, a student athlete when he was drafted, um, you know, going to uh, Northwestern to play college basketball. So that might be the situation you see with a lot of those guys. Um, they might just get drafted anyway. Teams hold on to their player rights and um, they go from there. And, you know, another one, Jeff Teat. He's being linked to the number one pick in the NLL draft. Uh, obviously, that draft doesn't take place till later in the summer, but you know it's another situation. You know, if he, he has a, the ability to be drafted by a pro field team as well as you know maybe go number one overall in the NLL, um, he might just be content with taking his Ivy League degree and, and moving on. But uh, yeah, we re really can't answer these questions, you know, until these players come forward. But another aspect of the draft I do want to touch on is where all these teams pick. So we may not know who's really eligible. Uh, to be drafted, but we do now know where all these teams will pick um, after you know a series of trades last summer as well as this off season. Off, we also will have an article up on our website, you know, with a little bit more detail on how these teams acquired their picks because there's been a lot of confusion on who's drafting where, 
Um, a lot of people, you know, forget some of these trades went down. So with that, I'll read the order of the PLL 2020 draft. So in round one, the Archers have the first pick after winning uh, the draft bracket. So they will pick number one overall, followed by the Atlas. And then the Water Dogs will actually draft third, um, followed by the Chrome, Chaos, Redwoods, and Whip Snakes. So that goes in the order of the draft bracket as well as where teams finished uh, in the playoffs. Round two is based on the standings with the Water Dogs picking first since they are an expansion team. So the Water Dogs will pick number one, Chrome will pick number two, Atlas will pick number three, Archers will pick four, Chaos will pick five, and then Chaos will pick six as well. They have back-to-back picks because they acquired that pick from a trade with the Redwoods that sent Miles Jones to the Redwoods and gave them Sergio Salcido. And then the Whip Snakes will pick seventh in round two. Round three gets a little bit more interesting. Again, the Water Dogs will pick first in round three, followed by the Chrome. The Chrome then have another pick at three uh, that they acquired from the Atlas in their trade of Romar Dennis. And then the Archers will pick four, Chaos will pick fifth, and Atlas will pick sixth. Um, That is the pick that the Chrome originally had that they acquired from the Redwoods in the Westberg trade. So the Atlas are getting a pick that the Chrome had already acquired from the Redwoods, um, and they will pick sixth followed by the Whipsnakes picking 7th in round 3. Then round 4 is really wild because there's been so many trades. The Water Dogs again pick number 1, Chrome pick number 2, Atlas pick number 3, and the Redwoods will pick 4th in round 4. Um, they acquired that pick, again, w- via the trade with the Chrome for Westburg, but it was originally an Archer's pick that they got in the trade from Brendan Fowler. Then at 5, the Chaos will pick, and at 6, the Whipsnakes will pick, uh, with a pick they had acquired from the Redwoods. And then the Redwoods will pick last in round four with a pick that they acquired from the Archers that was originally the Whip Snakes. So a lot of you know moving parts to this draft, especially in rounds three and four. But that is the order that these teams will pick. Again, you can go to our website where we have an article um, that kind of breaks it all down. It kind of highlights all the trades that happened last season leading up to this. Um, so that kind of gives you some clarity on where each of the teams will pick. Uh, with that, that wraps up our podcast. You know, make sure you guys follow us on uh, social media, especially Twitter and Instagram. Where we'll be posting a lot of breaking news. You know, as far as like the NLL canceling its season, um, MLL delaying its season, and you know whether we hear from anything from the PLL in the coming weeks, uh, we'll share that with you guys as well. Um, we're getting pretty close to that May 30th start time, and you know training camp is approaching, and still no word on what the PLL is deciding to do other than that video saying they're you know weighing all options. So be on the lookout for some news from them probably in the, the next couple days. Uh, but with that, that wraps up our podcast. We appreciate Nick Sakevich coming on and kind of bringing some light to the situation with the NLL. Um, and we appreciate his leadership during this time. We hope you all are staying safe during this time. Um, you know, definitely stay, stay at home. Um, do all you can to you know, stop the spread of the disease. And we hope you guys all stay healthy. Um, and with that, though, that wraps up another episode. And we hope you tune in next time, too. Pro Lacrosse Talk. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today's show is being brought to you in part 
by Stitcher Premium. You can use Stitcher Premium to listen to shows ad-free such as Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend, My Favorite Murder, Wolverine the Lost Trail, or our favorite, The Fantasy Footballers. For only $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year, you get access to Stitcher Originals, bonus episodes, and comedy albums. Better yet, if you go over to stitcher.com premium and use the promo code lacrosse today, you can get one month free. So head on over to Stitcher, sign up, and get your free trial today.